York County is so much more than just a stop for gas on I-80. 17 County is filled with unique individuals with unique stories just waiting to be told. Welcome to the 17 County Podcast with your host, Emily Perry. This is 17 County Podcast. Thank you for tuning in for today's episode. Be sure to like, subscribe, and listen. This helps our podcast grow, and we thank you for your continued support. We would also like to take the time to thank our York County Development Corporation members, AgriProducts, Cornerstone Bank, Nebraska Public Power District, and Central Valley Ag. Without these great members, we wouldn't be able to focus on the growth and development of York County here at the YCDC. So thank you. Let's get to the podcast. So today I have Brian Grillier with us. He is the new principal at York High School. He has a passion for meeting students where they're at and growing them into successful young adults. Having served in many roles in the education system, Grillier is coming in with a mission to serve the students, families, and the community of York with his experience, knowledge, and passion for education. So welcome to the podcast, Brian. Thanks, Emily. I'm happy to be here. Happy to be in York. Yeah, absolutely. So let's take it way back before we get into your current position. Uh, where did you grow up? So I grew up in Cumming County. Uh, it's the northeast Nebraska town of Wisner. Graduated from Wisner Pilger. I was raised by I was raised on a farm, about eight acre farm with the the surrounding area there. And so my dad was a farmer. My mom was a teacher of thirty six years. Both of them were graduates of the community and gave back pretty much their. They just had a servant mindset to the community, always helping out, always being around and and with having four kids involved in activities and athletics and church groups and things like that, it was easy to to get involved. But I'm kind of in a situation where I've got young kids as well, and I'm ready to start doing some of the same, serve back the community and just do whatever you can to help out. And that's kind of always been my mindset growing up is I I show up to name an event and how can I help, you know, and... uh, that's kind of the servant mindset I've always had there and that's been instilled in me. So there's always work to do on a, on a farm, especially around the acreage there. And then obviously, uh, you know, with mom being a teacher, I'd, after school, I'd go into the classroom and help mom with bulletin boards or mm-hmm. help mom with making copies or setting up this or setting up that for, for whatever it may be. So those two, the, the concept of education and hard work is, has been ingrained into me. I so graduated from Wisner Pilger and then went to uh, I, I went on to be a, a play football and went into education at uh, University of Nebraska at Omaha. And as a I'll be honest, as an 18 year old kid, I majored in football and then did school <laughs> as it needed for for a little bit there. And then I realized real quick, oh, got to flip that. So buckled down on school, got a, graduated with with a degree in physical education and biology. And while I was at UNO is is also when they decided to cut the football program, which is oh, which no. was unfortunate. But at the time I was a, I was a coach, so you know trying to find homes for 120 athletes all around the country. And there's, <coughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, players on there that went on to to do great things. But that that helped me a lot as a coach, just getting to see that side and uh, go on to eventually be a coach myself. And so once I graduated from University of Nebraska Omaha, I went on. And got my first job, D.C. West, which is just west of Omaha there, just outside of Elkhorn across the river. And I was a high school science teacher. I taught physics, environmental science, physical science, anatomy and physiology. And it was it was a lot of, you know, 
I, I learned the concept of baptism by fire because I also coach football. <laughs> I coach track. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I coached a little bit of here and there and everywhere. I was I was kind of a yes man. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the administrator Jim Knott, he was he and I had a good relationship, but he would always bring up like, "Hey, here's something I think would be re- really good for you as a future yeah. administrator." So he he was he was really good in terms of keeping me busy on tasks that would mm-hmm. prepare me to to become an administrator, which. Here I am today. But I was there for five years. I served as head football coach for two of those years. After after the second year, I stepped away. My oldest son was born, and I decided, you know, I went and coached the junior high program, and that was that gave me a little bit more time at home, yeah. I guess you could say, but also helping kind of the feeder program as well. But I, I, I like the junior high program because you got to have a little bit more effect on molding and, and teaching the one the 101 basics yeah. of a sport and and really the unwritten rules. That yeah. was really fun. I, I really liked uh, kind of molding those younger kids a little bit more. But I was in the high school and then I, I was in the elementary, or I'm sorry, the, the middle school. And so that was, a, that was a lot of fun there. So I was there for five years. And ultimately, I went from there across the river I and I taught middle school, sixth grade, at sixth grade science at Elkhorn Ridge Middle School. It was a bigger school, but then I also got back into high school coaching. I, I coached for uh, Guy Rosenberg, who's a it was the football coach at Elkhorn South. And then I also coached track at uh, Elkhorn South as well. So still got a little bit of coaching there. Uh, ultimately, I moved there. My wife was already there, and so we wanted to be on the same calendar mm-hmm. a little bit more. So the days off lined up a little bit better. So that was that was a great great year of teaching. I got my f- a little bit of middle school teaching in, mm-hmm. which is way different than high school. I think any teacher will tell you that. It really had me hone in on some of my different classroom strategies that I had, and that that was really fun. That was a fun year. Um, and then after that, I got uh, I got into administration. And uh, I was I became the uh, AD assistant principal at Raymond Central, which is about 20 minutes north of Lincoln. So we ended up moving to Lincoln. We moved to Lincoln, and and I got started there. And with an AD life, AD life is you know early mornings, late nights, mm-hmm. late night activities, weekends, um, kind of taken up there. Uh, but it did afford us the opportunity for my wife to stay home with the kids and have have a little bit more time home there. So that was. That was that was great. I'm I'm happy that I was able to allow my wife to do that, yeah. um, because I think that that development of our our children, I think that's that's invaluable time that my mm-hmm. wife gets with with kids. So I was I was really happy about that. My first year as an administrator, March of 2020 hits. Um, so yeah. that is, uh, you know, I, I I attended a seminar about a year after COVID, and and, and you start to think like. There's educators, there's education pre-COVID mm-hmm. and the education post-COVID. And, and that is a, it's the single, single largest paradigm shift in education. Crazy. There, I, don't, I don't think that there's anything else. And I'm not going to go into the weeds. I'm going to stay a thousand feet in the air with the conversation <laughs> with it because I could, I could talk for hours on that. But there's so much changes um, that, that came from that time frame. Of, of COVID in education, and I'm not. I'm not going to say it's all bad. I yeah, think that you'll right. always you'll always read about it, and yes, <laughs> it's, people died, and and that was, mm-hmm. it, it was a tragic, tragic time right. frame for for all of us, and we're dealing with a lot of of the after effects of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a, there was a mindset shift, and and it honestly it it moved education to a point where 
it got rid of some of the muck, I guess you could say. And, and the focus, it focused a little bit more in some, in some areas that, that kind of needed updating. Now, and with that being said, there was a lot of educators that got out of education, right. um, which is tragic and it, it was tough. Um, but there was, that was a time where at least where I was, where I was, and we focused on staying unified and staying, yeah. uh, in a common cause and, and doing everything we can for kids. Mm-hmm. And that was really cool to see and have those conversations with some of those educators. Now there was a lot of struggle. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of failures. There was a lot of turmoil, but quite honestly, like some of the positive in terms of teachers learning how to fail forward yeah. was really cool to see. And, and students and some students got that tougher with it because adversity, um, adversity has a, has a tendency to really create struggle. Oh yeah. And the, the struggle, you know, you can go one or two ways with it. Mm-hmm. Um, you can improve yourself or you can kind of fall flat on your face. And, yeah. and I think we saw a little bit of both of that as well, but, but, uh, it was, it was, like I said, I'm just going to come back and say it's the single most paradigm shift in education. Um, and so the things we've learned from that time frame uh, are still very much in effect today. And, yeah. and so it's, it's crazy to think, but I think that there's going to be an indelible mark um, from that, you know, year, yeah. two years of, of, of COVID there. But from that point, I was there for three years and then I, I went to... Um, become the high school principal at West Point. And okay. my wife and I were unable to find housing there, which yeah. was unfortunate. I, I loved the job there. Uh, but at the same time, driving an hour and 20 minutes one way uh, just wasn't sustainable with, with, a, with a family. And so I was, I was fortunate enough, I saw the listing of, of York High School principal come up put in my stuff and I had some connections here that I, I, I had a lot of conversations of people um, in the community and just tell me about the job and they, they told me their perspective and I appreciate their perspective, the goods, the bads, the, the challenges, <coughs> the things that, you know, but the, the common theme that I got from, from everyone that I talked to about mm-hmm. the strengths of York is the sense of community. Oh yeah, 100%. Yeah, um, and, and so that was, that was really a draw. That was really a draw because I was I was ready as a with a, with a wife and and my two kids I was ready to to settle down, you know because mm-hmm. we'd always had to travel, um, you know even when I was at Raymond Central it was a twenty minute drive I was yeah. at Elkhorn it was a fifteen minute drive but I was at DC West it was a twenty five minute drive, yeah. and I was ready to have a a sense of community where I can I can work in the district that I or live in the district that I work in. Mm-hmm. And um, that was a huge, huge, huge draw mm-hmm. to this job is, is being able to have life slow down a little bit, but still have that upward, upward advancement. And so um, went through the interview process. Dr. Bartholomew gave me a shot and, and here I am trying to, trying to give the best shot that I can. And I've been you know, talking about a, a fantastic leader. I, I really respect mm-hmm. Mitch. Um, he's, he's, a he's a, he's a good one to have, um, just some of the conversations. He's always there when I need him. Um, Mm -hmm. and then he's also, um, you know, he, the advice that he gives and, and, and the support that he gives, I think is, is great. And that, that I can kind of spread that out to the entire administrative team that I'm working Mm -hmm. with at York public schools. Um, just great to, everyone's a phone call away. And so that. And so just having that team there to, to be able to lead York Public Schools is, is great. Um, yeah. And I've even had some, 
to kind of spread that out a little bit more, the, the board there, yeah. once again, is, is reflective upon the support of the York community. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm, I'm glad that uh, I'm glad to have that leadership um, and to be part of that team to, to be able to lead. So a lot of things I'm learning. Um, some days it feels like a, a bit of a, you know, a fire hose and I'm just trying to drink <laughs> as much as I can. Um, but at the same time, it, that's, that's how I operate though. Like I'm, I'm, I try to stay even keel and I think I do a pretty good job of that, of staying even keel throughout, but it's, it's been a fun year thus far and I'm excited for the year to, to continue. So. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I have to ask, you kind of alluded to it, but was administration always the goal? Is that always what you were working on? You know, towards? it's funny. I, I sat in on my first interview, or it wasn't my first interview, but it was my the job that I received. And uh, I got the, the classic question of where do you see yourself mm-hmm. five, ten years from now or whatever it is. And, and I remember ask, I remember telling the principal, I want to be in your seat. You know, that's, yeah. that's where, that's I remember saying that and I, I got some eyebrows raised. <laughs> um, but uh, that's, that. I'm not. I'm one that's always looking for, kind of that next step. Yeah. Um, yeah. With with that being said, you know, just bought a house, just moving here. I don't want that to be construed as I'm I'm leaving in a couple yeah, of years. Right. That, that's not my plan, unless Dr. B's got different plans. But, um, but I I'm I'm always been the one like status quo is never good enough. There's always a yeah. way to be better. But as as it pertains to my family, like we're ready to settle, and yeah. and kind of be together and not and I always think that way but like I'm I'm working on my um, class coursework for um, to get my superintendent's license right now I'm going through taking classes through Wayne State and that's been a that's been a real good experience but yes administration has always been kind of on that on that uh, docket for me I love teaching and Mm -hmm. I, I as I look back I think of gosh my first year of teaching compared to my sixth year of teaching, yeah. I was a way better teacher. But that's always kind of been my, my, my milieu. Like I, I'm gonna, I go. I, this is my fifth district that okay. I've been in, and I still have connections with every single one of those people, yeah. or every single one of those districts. I, I know people. I can pick up the phone and and call people in each of those districts, and they'll mm-hmm. have a conversation. You know, yeah. and and I'll ask questions. Hey. You've seen this happen. How did you handle that? So building that network is huge, um, and I've been I've been mobile. Um, I'm like I said, I'm I'm not necessarily proud of the of the short time frames that I've been in districts, but I'm proud of the connections and relationships that I built in yeah. each of those uh, those places. And and uh, there are some. I don't know. I just want to. I can extrapolate this across the state of Nebraska. There are some great teachers out there. Oh yeah. Like uh, and and it's it's unfortunate that the news tends to highlight some of the negative sides of yeah. that. But I, I'll tell you the, the the magical, I'll just use the word magical things going on in the classroom in some places because there are some fantastic teachers that can that can literally be the the light in kids' lives. And they're all over the place. You know, they're all over the place. I, I can I could list four or five in each district that I've been in, there are some fantastic teachers out there that, that challenge kids, that get the most out of them. Um, you know, they'll turn a situation where a kid is mad at them and potentially stomps out of the room to that kid is going to be that teacher's biggest advocate. They have yeah. a way to take that and, and take that energy, take that passion. All right, you got that out of your system? Let's mm-hmm. get to work let's and, and, and let's move on. And, and uh, 
there are just some really, really good teachers at every single district I've been in. And, you know, the research and the data in me tells me that, you know, if I've only been in five mm -hmm. and we have 200 and some districts, I got to say that there's some, there's some good teachers in every district. Yeah. Um, and I've, I've already identified plenty of them here at York. Yeah. Um, and, and that's just in a short time that I've been here. So I can't say enough good things about what teachers do. And, and, uh, you know, I've, I've always had the mindset that I work for our teachers. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm here to support them. I'm here to eliminate any hurdle that I possibly can um, in teaching. Um, it's unfortunate that I think that sometimes lawmakers and legislators sometimes have, they might think they're helping, but they sometimes have an adverse effect. Um, and and it's, it's our job as a, as a leadership team, at White, as a school district, to, to, to take what's going on in society and make it manageable for our teachers. Yeah. And it, there's some years where that's challenging, um, but, but it really takes that, uh, that team mentality, that team mindset. And, and I think I've had a lot of, I've, I've noticed even from an outside perspective that your public school is the motto of every student every day, find a way. Um, it's popular across the state. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's popular in terms of there's, there's people that, oh, that's a really cool motto. They've mentioned that to me mm -hmm. um, because they see it somewhere, maybe on our website, on our buildings, some sort of thing. Yeah. And, and, and that's really, you can tell that YPS really embodies that um, because every student does matter. Every student has a story. Every student brings an invisible backpack to school. There yeah. might be something going on at home. And, and uh, we try to meet kids where they're at, mm -hmm. uh, I think that was mentioned there, meet kids where they're at and uh, take them from where they're at to where they want to be. And that's yeah. point A to point B. And some are more challenging than others. Yeah. Uh, yes. I, I will not lie about that, but uh, that that does not change the mission. So. Yeah. No, absolutely. And I, I actually am a graduate from York Public Schools. <laughs> nice. No big deal. Forever yeah. a Duke, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Dr. Bartholomew was our principal. Oh, of course. So, yeah, great, great administration. Um, of course, when I was there, it was a different role. But he's been phenomenal. He's always one of my favorite people to go to. Um, I look so. forward to the off mic conversation about the nice stories. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We've got plenty of them. But okay, so we're going to go into some maybe lighter topics. My name is Don Freeman II. I'm president and CEO of Agri Products in York, Nebraska. We are a manufacturer of quality equipment, uh, grain handling, food storage, food service. And if you ever want to get a hold of us, you can get on our website or you can contact us at 402-362-5500. Thank you. So sure. to start off with Coke or Pepsi? Um, Coke. Okay. Favorite sport? Football. Team? Packers. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gonna get some controversy on that one. Well, that's okay. <laughs> morning bird or night owl? I'm a morning bird. I'll, I'll try really? to go to bed as early as I can. Obviously, some of the work that I've done keeps me up late, but I'll doesn't. I'll six o'clock rings. I'm up or getting up. Mm, so not I. <laughs> I would sleep in every day if I could. If my kids would let me. Yeah. Sweet or sour? Definitely sweet. Same. I can agree. Coffee or tea? Coffee. That was a quick answer. Yeah, yeah. Today, <laughs> today, if you uh, show your teacher's badge, 
down at Scooters, you get a free drink. So. Yeah, yeah. My husband teaches out in McCool, and he's like, <laughs> I have to get up early so I can go. Okay, so moving back into the heavy stuff, I kind of break it up a little bit. But you kind of touched on it already, but why York? What drew you to York itself? Yeah, that, that community feel was there. Um, and like I said, I made some connections here. I had a lot of conversations with people that were in the school system or in the community. And like I said, that that cell of community supports it. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, so much community support there. Um, that was a really big sell to me. You know, I, uh, my wife, she was raised in Scotts Bluff. Okay. Um, and I'm obviously from northeast Nebraska, so this becomes a little bit more centered in terms of travel, yeah. which is, which is kind of nice. Um, so we, we'll, the Dukes will head out to face the Bearcats here in a couple of weeks, and so we'll go out and visit, visit my in-laws, and mm-hmm. they're always very hospitable to us. So, but that'll be, that'll be fun to go out there and, and see that. So go Dukes in that regard. Yeah. Um, I, have to, I have to get my father-in-law some Duke attire so he can wear <laughs> to the game. Which Perfect. he says he's not wearing, but he doesn't know that yet. Um, <laughs> we'll see. We'll yeah, see. <laughs> we'll see. I've I, I can tell you like I my kids have made so many connections and and friends. Mm-hmm. Um, not that they they left a lot of friends, and so there was some tears in terms of that. Um, and they had a they had a good situation where they were at, but then coming here and meeting so many friends, it's it's almost like, you know, it, it really mends that. And we tr- yeah. still try to keep connections with their old friends because we don't want them to to lose or forget about them um, and and we still try to do that but the new friends that we've made and connections for our kids it's, it's been great and so I'm, I'm thankful for that because that's really that was when my wife and I sit down and talk that was one of the concerns it's like how are our kids going to train yeah. to, to to feel moving to a, a new school and making those new connections because that's always you never know until it happens yeah. and and so I'm, I'm really I'm really thankful for that you know, and, and they're, they're kids that we're finding are, they're going to be able to adjust and figure things out. But, you know, as a parent, that's always a concern. But oh, yeah. that's, been, that's been really cool. And York has a lot to offer uh, for kids, great parks. Um, mm-hmm. um, they, we had them playing baseball at their old, uh, this summer, we had them playing baseball with their old friends. And then obviously here in York with their new friends. And so there was a lot of travel. Um, I think it worked out. So like Monday, Wednesday, they had games at our old, at our old place and then Tuesday Thursday they had games here oh, and so it was it was a lot of travel for sure yeah. but but looking back at my wife and I both said well worth it because mm-hmm. making some connections there was really cool um, so but every time we moved here we take a load to the storage unit just to get <laughs> stuff moved because you know that's one thing I, I nobody likes doing is moving yeah <laughs> but uh, but we got through it and uh, it's been it's been good so but that community of uh, support of York has yeah. been really cool to see firsthand. Yeah, so. um, whenever people ask me about, I guess, community support and action, quote unquote, mm-hmm. um, well, we have York Fest coming up, which sure. is amazing if yeah. you've never done it. Yeah. It's so much fun. It is a blast. There's parades and games and carnival and everybody's there. And oh, it's just, uh, it's a really cool environment. But also, home York football games yep. are something else i i don't even know how to explain them because everybody's there the atmosphere is so positive and they're i nostalgically they're amazing they are absolutely amazing i got my first taste of of the student section um, managing the student section uh, at the at the last friday and so 
uh, Dukes took on Hastings, and that was mm-hmm. that was a really fun game because it was you know it was tight there at the beginning, and the Yorks pull or York pulls away, and mm-hmm. you know get another Dukes victory. So that was, that was really cool to see, and and with the student section there, I'm kind of working with them. And <coughs> it was whiteout night, so there was oh, yeah. baby powder flying through the the air, and and there were some really cool pictures. You can probably search them on on your social media, and you can probably find them, but. Our student section gets into it, and oh, it's yeah, and yeah. it's really cool to see the the positivity towards our team um, because, you know, student sections can go one or two ways. Um, they can go negative towards the other team, positive mm-hmm. towards our team, and our our kids are all about building up our the Dukes. We are all about cheering on the Dukes, so that's that's really cool to see, and I'm I'm thankful for that. And uh, you know, it's good sportsmanship. It's just really cool to see. So and. Okay. And Coach Snodgrass, uh, you know, he's he's doing a good job with that program. He's got a, a a great history there, and so he's just looking to continually build on that. And you know, we're two and zero heading into a tough one against Bennington coming this Friday. Okay. So, yep. okay, yeah. And Coach Snodgrass once again was there when I was there. Yeah. <laughs> great guy. Um, but he really has built it up, and he's just mm-hmm. he's amazing. He's really good at making those connections, not just with football players, yeah. but with anybody who steps into the weight room or any of his classes. Sure. He's he's one of those really good teachers yep. that you were talking he's, about. He's, he's going to squeeze out every every ounce of talent or ability for from from kids, and so you know the, he's a he's he's a good one. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. So let's talk goals, both short-term and long-term for you. What would you say by the end of this school year, what are some of your goals that you're wanting to put in place through the high school? So a little bit personal, professional. Um, I'm, I'm really big on, on trying to gather names. Yeah. And, and obviously we got, you know, we got about 500 kids walking through our halls. So that puts a challenge to me, but I've I've always had a challenge myself of knowing every kid's name. Mm-hmm. And so I've got, I've had old yearbooks. I've been looking through pictures, but those are kind of older pictures. And so mm-hmm. it's kind of a challenge to be able to, to, to do that. But I've already started to, to gather some names and, you know, bell rings. I try to be out in the hallways and I'm trying to learn names as I go mm-hmm. through. And, uh, and that's been a, as soon as possible sort of thing. I've always yeah. kind of said, you know, I've been new multiple times, so I'm getting good at it. Yeah. Um, I, I try to have that by Christmas. I might not get that this year, but mm-hmm. I'm certainly trying. And so gathering those names, making those connections, and then um, setting up just certain systematic processes to be able to keep teachers in the know. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that it's, that it's important. Communication is, a, is an important aspect, especially in my role, of yeah. making sure teachers are in the know. You know, and I'm, I'm trying to establish those lines of communication. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I've been, you know, as I as I reflect and evaluate right now, just in the first couple months on the job, I think I've done a pretty good job of that, mm-hmm. um, at least with my staff. You know, and yeah. I've, I think I've had this conversation with uh, Dr. Bartholomew and then other other leaders that I've worked with, you know, establishing that connection with, with the staff is, is truly important. I have to get better at probably connecting more with like parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I, I try to do that. I have no issue picking up the phone and calling a parent if there's a concern, but also I need to get better at connecting with parents on the great things that their kid is doing. Yeah. Uh, because I think that parent phone call from the school doesn't always have to be negative. I think mm-hmm. that too many times it kind of gets that negative persona. Oh, the principal called me, you know, if a kid gets home and quite honestly, parents need to know the great thing that's going on in schools. Um, yeah. 
because I think that every little bit of positivity can help shift that narrative of that schools get because I think that especially you know in the past couple of years and not hate to bring it up again but since COVID yeah. uh, schools have kind of been painted in a bad light mm-hmm. and so it, it it creates challenge it turns you know being an educator being a classroom teacher into a bit of a thankless job yeah. and and that's kind of a, that's a tremendous shift to you know the work that they do you know mm-hmm. the, those connections and being that 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 rock of support for our kids that's you know i'm gonna tell our audience go out and thank a teacher because they they do a lot um they make connections beyond connections beyond connections and so in terms of my goals is making sure that i connect with our staff and make sure they're in the know and make sure they every they have everything they need uh to do their job well Mm -hmm. um but i need to get better at probably connecting with parents Mm -hmm. um the face-to-face communication with with students you know, I I want to, I want to a I think knowing the names um, mm-hmm. is creates those positive interactions yeah. um, more than anything because there's nothing that can tank an interaction more than you know if you've met and had a conversation with somebody multiple times and you don't know their name yeah. you know that's yeah. that's that kind of says well you don't mean any like that mm-hmm. student believes that I don't mean anything to this person and that's right. far from the truth I just <laughs> we got to learn names. And yeah. so that's that's a big thing for me is learn names and be positive with students. So that's a, I know that's kind of a vague and gray goal, but ultimately I'm, that's kind of my, my goal is mm-hmm. to learn as much as I can and then, you know, make sensible change throughout, mm-hmm. but then obviously get through that first year in terms of making sure that things are going um, well and making that subtle, sensible change and then really focusing on a long-term plan of what does year two look like, year three, year five, yeah. year 10 um, yeah. sort of thing. And so clearing up that and, and getting clarity is, is big for me, especially. So that's yeah. more short-term, but also leading yeah. to setting up that vision for long-term. Okay. And I feel like you're in a uniquely difficult position right now because not only are you trying to connect with these students and parents have, that have been, and teachers that have been kind of cut off because of COVID mm-hmm. for a long time, but you're new to the area, sure. which is also always a hurdle, yeah. of course. Um, and yeah, there, there, I feel like there's just a lot coming at you. So kudos to you. I Thank applaud you. you. I yeah. know that's, that's not easy. Um, but yes, connecting with people and making sure that they have a name um, yeah. and they're seen. I think yeah. that's really important for everybody. No matter how old you are, you're seen and you're valued and you're appreciated. So yeah, I agree. I think that will be that that will be great. That will be awesome. How about trying to think of how to word it? So I know that you will have a pretty broad array of audience listening to this because mm-hmm. people are very curious. But do you have any parting words of wisdom for people listening? Anything that you want them to keep in mind? Um, do. I know you already said thank a teacher. Yeah. Um, but just any parting words of wisdom for anybody listening? Thank a teacher is is, is a big thing for me, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, and I, I'm kind of uncovering and I, as I meet people and make connections, um, you know, I I, I work hard to, to gain positive first impressions because mm-hmm. that's that's a 20 second chance that you never get back, you know, and so being kind, being courteous. Um, and so I also do a lot of listening. I talk to community members or I talk to parents or I talk to somebody and they'll tell me about 
some sort of event that occurred 10 years ago, eight mm-hmm. years ago, 15 years ago, um, you know, and it happened and it's associated with York Public Schools. And and I want to I want to really stress to the audience. And sometimes those are good, great things. Yeah. And sometimes those are like bad things and right. bad events. And so that's where like but any, either way you look at it. And this is kind of alluding to uh, a book that I on my long drives that I had last year. One book that I read was called. Uh, the Power of Moments by the Heath Brothers. And uh, so he talked about how as there was a chapter on schools on how we need to focus on creating moments that are prom-like, is what he said. Mm-hmm. So because you talk to kids and they remember how... Uh, so you're a former Duke, yeah. forever a Duke, but, yes. but still you, you went through four years at YHS. Mm-hmm. And you I'm assuming you can... If I ask you, tell me about your... Your, tell me about your favorite moments in high school. You could probably list oh, yeah. 8 to 12. Yeah, Okay. absolutely. And you could probably, depending on your mindset, mood, whether you had coffee in the morning, you would, you, you would maybe focus first on the negative things that might have happened in the building, or you might focus on the positive things that might happen on the building. Um, and But the thing is, you still have those peak moments, is what yeah. they're called, those absolutely. peak moments. And those... Those determine whether or not you had a good high school career or a bad high school career. And we have we have graduates, every school has graduates that if you ask them just a good, bad question, how was your high school career at YHS or, or at West Point High School West Point Beamer High School or wherever it may be, they're going to say good or bad, and then this is why. Okay. Well my goal is to on that narrative survey, my goal on that survey is always to have my career there was good, mm-hmm. but that is partially. I I want to create peak moments to help make that answer be good, okay. yeah. you know. And it, and it sounds so simple. It sounds so simple, right. but when you get in the weeds, especially where I'm looking at it in terms of overseeing 500 students, eight period schedule day with all these teachers and mm-hmm. and interactions in the hallway, it's hard to manage all of that. And I and the 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 key there is. You can't micromanage all of those things because there are brush by interactions that could determine a student's day. Yeah. They could determine a teacher's day. They could determine my day based yeah. on one interaction. But as I, re- as I kind of go back to what I was talking about here, in the community, I want, I want our community to be to open-minded yeah. in terms of the positive things going on because they might not always be aware of those things. There might have been a negative event that occurred 12 years, two months ago yeah. in that building. Okay, but that doesn't define York High School. Yeah, there's like, uh, and I, I can't say this enough. There's great people yeah. in in York High School. There's great people in York Public Schools, trying to do what we can to to serve every student every day. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, I I think that that's that's going to be my double down on anybody who has anything else to say. It's that's what we have there. That's what we're about is okay. making sure that that these kids are. But those powerful moments. I've, I've kind of, it's been kind of, I wouldn't say it's my theme, but I've, I've sent out a lot of information on the concept of this powerful moments and how can you create these moments in your classroom, you know, Mm -hmm. because, you know, I have, for example, I have a, I have a, uh, a few teachers from my high school that, you know, talking about the same thing. Um, I had a physics teacher that I remember so many things in that class. Yeah. Yeah. And I ended up being a physics teacher myself. Well correlation but 
I had a physics teacher that we had a small class and we had so much fun in that class. Mm-hmm. And it was it was just between the the projects and the conversations that we had yeah. and and different things. Um, you know, and that's big reason is you know, Miss Cluthy was a was a great teacher. Yeah. You know, she's a great teacher, and she allowed those conversations, and she was student focused. Yeah. Um, so, and and that's that's what I want our teachers to be about, and they that's what they are about. You know, they're about making those connections with kids yeah. and making sure that, you know, when that straw poll comes out after graduation, how was your high school experience? Mm-hmm. It was good. It was great. And this is why, you yeah. know, and. You know, in life, you don't bat a thousand, um, but we're gonna work our work our hardest to to make sure that these students have a great experience in high school. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. I that brought to mind. You're like, what are your great great moments? <laughs> yeah. And Mr. Herschel is yeah. still there, <laughs> and that man was able to make it so that I came in at like six thirty every morning to bottle feed a lamb, and I'm not yeah. a morning person. Yeah. Keep in mind, so. Yeah, the, the, and that's one of the things that made it great. I mean, yep. it was amazing. I had to get up early, but I didn't seem to mind. Make I mean, connections, give students trust, yes. and let them do the things that they love. Give them yes. responsibility to, to, to do great things. Yes, absolutely, yep. absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for yeah. joining me today. Learned a lot. I hope everybody that's listening learned as much as I did. Um, if somebody wanted to connect with you, wanted to get in touch, whether it's questions about YPS or you or whatever the case may be, how would they do so? Uh, Call a high school. Uh, you can email me. Um, if you go to our website, York Public, and click the York High School tab, you'll be able to, uh, I think that there's a connection bar there where you can um, email me or, or even just come into the high school. And we have two great ladies up front that will be able to, to get you in touch with me. I may or may not be in my office just because I'm kind of always on the go, and but they do have my schedules, and so I'd, I'd love to connect with people coming in and just having more questions about the things that we have to offer at YHS because, uh, you know, as I'm learning more and more every day, I, I know enough already to be able to state that uh, York High School is a, is a special place. So. Absolutely. Well, thank you right. so much. Thank you. closing, we would like to once again take the time to thank our members, the people that help us drive change. We would like to thank York State Bank, Henderson State Bank, York General, Mead Lumber Company Incorporated, and York News Times. And thank you, our listeners, for tuning in. Catch you next time.